Ladies and gentlemen, this is Shane Standard. I know it's been a while, but you know we're we're living in some crazy times. So once again, welcome to In Your Head with Shane Standard. Today's episode is just gonna be me by myself. Um, I am looking into getting another guest on there, but there's some stuff that's been just bugging me, so I'm going to use this episode as a, as a way of making this into a therapy session. So, if you indulge me, here we go. gentlemen so first and foremost I want to take this time and I know it's been a couple weeks since I've done a uh, an episode yeah I mean like with the last several things you know this whole lockdown and kind of put a damper on a lot of my plans um, but uh, I have really you know I'm We'll get into that first, but first and foremost, I want to take a uh, a uh, t- take a time take time if I can learn to talk uh, to send a big shout out to the, um, some people that I've partnered up with uh, this website called and here well here's the link okay it's bpdwithme.com. Uh, they are authors for social change on borderline personality and mental health. Um, I have partnered with them because, uh, well, it's because they're doing a lot of things that really should be done. Uh, you can have Facebook groups and you can have uh, you, the podcast and you can do all that stuff, but um, these these people are like, are people that are having issues like I do with mental health and uh, writing about it and trying to get the change that is needed so uh, while all those are all great um, doing any anything extra is great so that's why I partnered with them so uh, big big shout out to um, Allison Ferguson who or I'm sorry, Alice Ferguson, who uh, sent me a message and wanted to partner up with me. And uh, so, yeah, so visit bpdwithme.com and just kind of learn and read what everybody is kind of going through. Uh, It's like with most things, it's uh, just started uh, it's brand new, so please check that out. So, uh, let me tell you. Alright, so, elephant in the room. The coronavirus. Um, I try to stick away from topical topics, uh, especially ones that you know can cause a lot of 
problems. Um, it is a horrible thing that is going on in this country, and I think that uh, for the most part it is very aggravating. Um, this whole lockdown thing has changed uh, the entire world. Um, not just, you know, the United States, just the entire world. And I think that it is very hard <clears throat> for people with mental health to deal with this lockdown thing. Because, like, I know that it's hard for me, um, uh, in a sense. Um, like, I really wasn't doing much with my life anyway. It was just work, come home, uh, hang out with my kids whenever I got a chance to be with them. And, you know, every now and then I would go out, go to a restaurant, go to, uh, you know, go see my friends, go to the movies. Uh, so, like, I'm, I, I do miss seeing my friends. I, I very much would like to be able to be around them. Uh, and not with the exception of me being at work, um, being a delivery driver and running an online pickup and delivery service at the grocery store that I work at, uh, it's very difficult because, you know, like, we're around it, we're around, we're all around a bunch of people, and thankfully, knock on some serious wood, um, we are, uh, we're all, we've all been very healthy, um, now, uh, I'm glad, and I know that there's people that haven't been so lucky, but I don't know. I'm I'm having some serious doubts with this whole uh, virus. But um, I just, to be honest, uh, and it's just my opinion, I feel like, like how oh, a lot of them, um, people feel, I feel like this whole pandemic was a little over overblown. Uh, we're all very much wanting to get out with the world, but we also know that we have to be safe and we have to be uh, smart about it. And hopefully this whole thing can eventually just start taking it back, um, taking back the world. Uh, maybe not the one that we knew because I still feel like we can do better. We can be better. And um, uh, I hope to see that people are changing that um i have learned so much about myself during this whole thing i have learned that um growing up i always thought that i always wanted to be a teacher realized whenever i'm um trying to homeschool my kids that i do not have the patience for teaching so that being said get that out of the room uh so, yes, uh, as of me recording this, uh, the other day, um, I put on my personal Facebook page about how um, I've worked my, I've worked these last several years trying to make up for a lot of the mistakes that I've made in the past. Um, stupid decisions that um, I ultimately do regret, but take ownership of um, I've never once hid anything from 
my past, things that I've done that were um, illegal or, you know, that have gotten me in trouble. And uh, I, I don't, I don't deny any of it. But lately, um, my character has been kind of dragged through the mud, which is quite different considering like how the rest of the world has been very much praising me and talking nicely about me. Um, so like I know with good attention, you know, like good praise, you know, like the celebrity factor comes the part where people are going to start talking some crap about you. Um, I'm, this is nothing new to me. I don't think that uh, it is, um, it, like, if you're going to talk some crap, if you're going to talk smack, if you're going to uh, make some accusations about people, um, one, you should probably not go to websites that ask you to pay them money so they can show you what you have done like if you're supposed to be on some FBI watch list here's a news flash um, if I'm on a FBI watch list I mean let's be honest here I know half the thing I know all the things that I say um, and so does the FBI because we all know how they love to um, rec listen to your your conversations from your phone or your tablet um, so if I'm on some watch list, the things that I say out loud, the things that like I joke about on the internet, I'm probably not too surprised that I am on one. But more importantly, uh, I wouldn't be the, that, uh, me being on a watch list wouldn't be put on the fucking internet unless you're hacking a FBI database which in that case who really is the fucking criminal just you know a little fyi out for that but yeah so like i've had these kind of situations thrown at me and uh normally i let everything just kind of slide off you know i just i let it all just roll off my shoulders and i just do not let things bother me and uh, I haven't let a lot of things bother me for quite a while, and that's one of been, or that's been one of those things that's either bugged people so much, or puzzled people uh, to where they think that I don't care. Now, for those of you that don't really know me, um, I do have the ability to to appear very sociopathic like where I don't necessarily uh, care about anything uh, but I do uh, in reality I, there's several things that I do care about I care about my God I care about my family and I care about you know helping anyone that needs it you know anyone that is excuse me uh, anyone that could use you know, like a hand. Um, I, I do care about people. Um, I may not act like it, but that's generally because, like, whenever you have a mental illness, like I do, um, 
you have to learn not to. Uh, you can't let yourself get too stressed out. Um, excuse me, I'm going to take a drink. I'm going to try to back away from the mic. Okay. So, when you have a mental illness like mine, and you have to act like you don't care, um, it's very hard for me to really, um, I guess, sh um, shoulder um, any kind of uh, feelings. Um, you know, like, oh, express them. You know, like, I'm very. It's very hard for me to express uh, my true feelings for people. My girlfriend has kind of noticed that. Um, uh, we we have we have this this conversation about um, she thinks it's cute and funny how uh, I don't care about anything or I don't take anything too serious or I don't take anything seriously um, she thinks it's cute and funny now but when she expects me to take something serious and I don't um, she's gonna get really mad and I'm gonna be like why are you getting mad about this now whenever I told you that this is just who I am um, so like, we had this playful conversation about that um, but whenever somebody's disparaging my name and throwing massive accusations like this out um, trying to make me sound like I'm a criminal, uh, like that I'm a horrible person, um, I know that I'm not. Um, I'm not a perfect person, but I am, I don't feel like I'm, like, a master criminal. If I was a master criminal, I wouldn't live, uh, in the apartment that I live in, uh, I wouldn't drive the van that I drive. Um, and I feel like I probably would have been caught because while I am s very smart, uh, I make a lot of dumb decisions. If you don't believe me, look at some of the people that I've dated in the past. I'm just saying, like, I don't make a lot of smart decisions. So, like, how the, if I'm a criminal, how the hell am I still, like, walking the streets? But, so, there's been that. That's been going on. And that's what's been kind of bugging me. Um, so, you take the personal thing out of, uh, or my personal life out of the situation. I, uh, I've been thinking about uh, a lot of things lately. And how, um, there's been so much negativity uh and i've gotten to really just had a, had this these last couple months i've had the ability to just stand back and just watch um people and watch the character of people and i've seen so many people just um, be selfish and rude and inconsiderate, but it's uh, but in in that realm, 
this is not what the show is about. The show has always been more about the positive outlook on life and the ability to uh, make chicken salad out of chicken shit. You know, uh, show the the good that people do. So, I want to um, talk about the stuff that I appreciate. And what I appreciate is there are certain people in certain moments in my life that have made me a better person. Um, so, I'm going to use this episode to emphasize the people that have made me a better person. First and foremost, my mother. Um, my mom was a single, was basically a single parent uh, my entire life. Um, she had made, she showed me like independence and not needing anybody uh, to do things on your own, but also at the same time be willing to help anyone and anyone and everyone that you can. Um, she's the reason why I have such a, a big heart and um, why I refuse to let it really truly harden. Um, I have, I've, she gave me so much uh, with so little. Um, kind of growing up poor, you kind of learn uh, what you can and cannot do. The things that you want are not as important as the things that you need. Um, I wanted a, you know, like my own, like football jersey or basketball jersey. Um, I wanted, you know, like the new, new game system, the new video game, like, uh, like new books, you know, like new shoes. Uh, you know, like I wanted all this stuff, this materialistic shit, but what I needed was the ability to be loved and show love. And my mom and my grandmother and my, uh, and my late aunt, my late Aunt Debbie, um, and my late Uncle Ronnie all taught me uh, all of that. Um, it wasn't about how much money you had. It's about what you what you do with what you have. Like I don't I don't have I never had much. But what I did have, I was always willing to uh, to give. If it was a hug, if a friend of mine needed a hug, I gave him a hug. They needed a compliment. I gave them compliments. You know, if they needed to pick me up. I did anything and everything. I am not above looking like a complete fool to make my friends or my family members or hell even strangers feel appreciated or just smile. So I, you know, like I'd say a good. 76% of who I am is because of my mother. Uh, you know, you throw in my grandmother and my aunt and my uncles, or my aunts and my uncles, and like everything about me is because of the great people that I had with me. Or that, you know, that helped raise me. So I truly appreciate 
everything that they've done for me on that regard. The, another, like, so the other thing, the other people that um, I appreciate is um, my family. You know, like, not, and I'm not talking about my mom. Uh, I'm talking about my, uh, like, my brothers and my sister, my sisters. Um, I, you know, like, I was very close with, excuse me, um, my sister Rebecca and growing up. Well, we're close now. We really weren't that close growing up, but like we were we were still pretty close and like i i made it well well known in the first couple episodes that me and my brother matt like we have two separate personalities but at the end of the day like i still respect him and i would like i like to think that he respects me uh you know and then you add in like the sisters my triple a sisters who i don't really see very much but you know like you and by the time they were born i was almost already half grown and uh old, i'm quite a bit older than most of them or like all of them except for my sister rebecca becky becca whatever she wants to be called um so uh, i don't really know them that well but i do know that i'm very proud of the women that they are and then you throw in the sister that I didn't know until like 10 years ago my sister Cassie um, who we have a great relationship um, we talk we don't talk as much as I do with my other sister but whenever we do make time to talk it is very it's very nice to know that um, it doesn't matter how old or like how much time has gone by uh, I still have them you know and like my sisters and my brothers they they taught me you know uh that sometimes it doesn't matter uh if you're if you grew up with them or if you didn't uh family's family uh and in some ways they make you who you are so i appreciate that about them and then you so my best friends my brothers you know, like i have my legion of ladies and then i have my brothers of the npa now these guys and girls uh for most part most of them like my my boys in the npa i've known for almost maybe a little over 20 years now my legion of ladies for the most part I've known them for seven to ten years. Um, both, men, both the men and the women have seen different sides of me. So, right now, like my on my brother's side, we were supposed to we were supposed to have a reunion this weekend. Um, well, coming up on the let's say the ninth of may we were supposed to have a reunion but because of the rona uh 
things got changed because like we wanted to, like all of the boys to get there. Um, so it's a little disheartening to know that I'm not gonna be able to see the see the boys for a little while until like we get everything figured out. Um, but I do want to tell you this one story. So uh, Brandon Osborne, he was one. He's been on the show. Uh, he's one of my best friends. Uh, a guy's like a brother to me. Um, he's the uncle that my son Aiden just absolutely adores, like worships. It's almost annoying. LOL. But um, we, uh, we, me and him were gotten got involved in wrestling. Like he uh, pushed me to be involved uh, to chase my dream. So I so I do that, and I have this wonderful wrestling career uh, because I absolutely adore love wrestling. It was the, it was the one thing in life that I wanted to do. And that I had to do um, and even though my body's all torn to shit over it I don't regret it so um, he's retiring and like, whenever me and him had like, had our interview several months ago uh, his retirement got like like with our reunion and like, with everything else in the world got pushed back because of the Rona so uh, as a pre like, so I went and I had a customized belt made for him, and I was originally going to give it to him at his reunion show, but I wanted to do something a little bit meaningful. So, with the help of his girlfriend Becca, I went over me and my two sons. We went over to uh, his mom's house. And I wrote him this note that basically told him that I appreciate everything that he's done for me. He pushed me to achieve my dreams, and for that I can never thank him enough. That I was so proud of the man that he was and everything that he's accomplished. For every no, he turned to a yes. For every time somebody told him that he wasn't good enough, he worked his ass off to be good enough. And that no matter what, he is w what a definition of a champion is. So I um, also got him a card that basically said, you know, that he's a, one of those great people in life. And I had this customized belt this customized championship title made that had his wrestling character name written on it and I gave it to him and I think that if I would have read the note out to him there was a, probably a good chance that I was going to cry so I was kind of glad that he and I didn't read it out loud um, but he I gave him this belt so that he knows that he is, in my eyes and in my son's eyes, he's a champion. I mean, we won the tag team titles together in a wrestling company after years of wrestling together. He, um, 
I wanted him to rem- to know that whenever, you know, like 10, 20 years from now, whenever he looks back, if he sees that championship belt, that, you know, it means that he, you know, he did something. That he was a champion, not just in wrestling, but in life. So, I also want to, uh, I want to take some time to talk about my legion. So, my legion of ladies is very much women that I just, I just adore them. I think that they are all very strong, very smart ladies who just, um, every day that I know that, that comes around and every day that I get a chance to talk to them, they truly make me better people. Well, a better person. Better people would be, you know, if the person in my, the people in my head, you know, like actually listened. So, but like I watched in the last couple weeks, uh, my friend Morgan lose her grandpa, and she was devastated. She told me that he was a very strong, powerful man, and I could see that in her. And I think that she, I think she, at the time, whenever me and her talked, like, I think she, she felt like maybe she didn't, um, she, she, she didn't feel the strength, uh, that she has always kind of shown. Um, but to, to Morgan, I hope she, if, if she's if she listens to this, I hope she knows that she is always strong. She's one of the strongest women that I know, and that I'm very truly sorry that losing a grandpa it hurts. Uh, l- whenever I lost my grandpa Stanford, uh, I want to say I was ten. Uh, I never truly got over it. He was. He was that grandpa that I loved more than anything. Uh, he was my hero. And I I know losing your grandpa sucks, but I also know that she knows that he's not suffering anymore and that he truly was a strong man because if she's anything like he was, or any, like half of what she was, or she... He was sorry it's late um, then she's going to be just as strong you know just as impressive and, and she eventually she'll be fine um, another one of my legion um, Katrina uh, got was staying with me for a couple weeks and it, it was it was nice because we like nice seeing her on a daily basis and really getting to know her a lot better than we already had known each other because like you know, as best friend you know you tend to you know talk a lot and you you figure 
each other out, but you never really truly know anybody until you live with them. So, I, uh, it, it, she'd gotten some unexpected, unexpected news, and, um, I won't, like, throw it out, what it, what it is, um, that, that's more on a her, her basis, so until she tells me that it's okay to do that, then I, I will just say this, congratulations. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've learned to just be truly grateful, and I've seen a lot of, uh, strangers and and just some acquaintances that I know just be real like I've seen like the good in people as well as the negative and I think that it's uh, I think in this environment I think we all just need to remember that this is not um as much as we joke about how this is an apocalypse and that the world is ending, this is the world is not ending, uh, not not right now. And unless unless I'm wrong and and Jesus starts coming back and people are whisked away to the heavenly gates, then right now the world is not ending. So we all need to just chill out and calm down and realize that you know, like uh, it. It's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. We've learned that, you know, it's not the actors and sports athletes and people with the MBAs and the P, uh, and you know, the multi-billionaire people, you know, that own certain things and like media moguls and real estate moguls and stuff like that that are like the most important people in the world. It's the regular people. So, like, I want to give a big shout out to all the uh, essential people, the essential workers, the sacrificial lambs, the members of the suicide squad, the ones that are every day busting their ass, you know, going to work, not getting sick, like, worried about everything, but still managing to. Put it down. So major props to every single person that is doing that. I love you, and I think that you guys are absolutely amazing. So uh, I'm gonna leave it with with this. I absolutely want to say this. Um, I've had a a lot of time dealing with all this like apocalyptic, you know, like rush and craziness. And I've never been more burnt out in my entire life. Me mentally and physically and uh, emotionally, I have been put through the fucking ringer. My body is s more sore than it's ever been. My mind is stretched um and just muffled and I have been through so much shit in these last couple months that I honestly just can't tell you how much 
I am just done. I'm just done with this stuff. Uh, I'm done with the world. I'm done with people. I swear to God, I just... I make the joke every now and then of like, oh my god, I need a vacation, but I fucking feel like this right now is, like, I just need one, you know? The pressure that has been put on me and with all, on a lot of us is just, it's overwhelming. And I feel like I've done pretty well with trying to maintain myself but it's just constantly there you know like people are just constantly trying to put so much on you responsibility or um, this and that but it, you, they forget that there's just so much that people can take and I see that's where I'm at right now it's just I am so so tired I have never been so I don't I even when my kids aren't here and they're back with their moms and I come home I don't even want to do anything I just want to go to bed like I have a girlfriend uh, that I love very much I'll admit it on on the podcast I do I love her but I just be, between work and all this crap that's been going on I'm just done you know like I don't like I don't want to be around anybody like half the time I just don't care about anything I just want to like come home, go to bed, and even, and with my, when my kids are here, I'm so tired. But just like just like a lot of you that either listen to the show or just a lot of people that just don't and are just regular people, come home, pick them up from their babysitters, help them with their homework because now I have to be a teacher as well help them with their homework do the parental thing and get, feed them dinner interact with them, show them that I love them put them to bed and then try to go to bed and lately I haven't been sleeping very well I'm so restless my mind is now stopping and it's just so hard maybe I'm not the only one maybe you maybe you're feeling it too maybe there's some of you that just understand completely what I'm going through and I hope to God that it's easier for you than it is than it has been for me or maybe I have it a lot easier than you guys I don't know I do know this that there's nothing there's nothing in life we can't handle 
sometimes it's a little harder to understand that but there are things in life that you know they seem tough but you know we eventually do get through it maybe it's the death of a family member loss of a job maybe you're just overwhelmed with everything we can get through it I mean we have to right we don't have much of a choice because for some of us we're all that we got some of us we're a beacon of hope we're an inspiration we are that shining light that people look at we we are the leaders and I think that sometimes being placed in that role makes it a lot more difficult for us we didn't it's not that we don't want to be leaders it's just it's not that we don't want to be looked at as role models or heroes or um, inspirational figures it's just we're just a person you know we're a human being we have we have faults we fail we snap we have emotional breakdowns and maybe that's what this episode's all about is just me having an on-air emotional breakdown but I do know that I have never once in the last year thought about giving up seven months ago I quit smoking today was the first day I thought to myself god I wish I wouldn't have quit smoking but here I am seven months in I can't stop I can't can't go back there's no going back a little over a year ago I made that decision not to end my life and to this day I've not made that I had, that thought has not entered my head again I thought to myself I was well I was on Facebook one night couldn't sleep and I was scrolling through my memories and I've been trying to avoid it because I know like this time last year I just started my descent a little over a year ago there was going to be one final suicide attempt but I didn't go through it go through it go through with it because I gotten that message from my friend Katrina saying you know saying what she said you know I appreciate you so for the last year I've not once thought any kind of damning thoughts. I haven't once thought, you know, like, I should have done it. Over this, so throughout all this whole coronavirus gimmick, I have not once thought, maybe I made that wrong decision. Maybe I should have done it. I'm not. It was the best decision I have ever made. 
right up there with any other time that I say, hey, I'm going to go get Chinese. I do miss Chinese, but I am being very, I'm not being very serious on that. Deciding not to end my life whenever I wanted to is the best decision. So, like, if you're, if you're still here, and you made that decision not to do it, even though you want to, but you don't feel that important, I think that you made a great, great call. You still being here is important. It's important to me. Maybe I don't know you. Maybe we've never talked. Maybe I do know you. We never talk about this. Whatever the circumstances is, I'm very appreciative of the fact that you are still here. It's because of people like you, the ones that wanted to give up, but didn't, that inspire me. It's the people that show strength when they feel really weak. It's the ones that refuse to let the darkness embrace them. The ones that refuse to live in absolute darkness whenever they know that there's a damn shining light somewhere. And they are desperate to find it. And they work their ass off to get there. for every person that ever failed at addiction but refuses to let the addiction win and continuously fights you are the ones that inspire me you're the ones that I'm thankful for because this show just isn't about me this show is about every single person That, that does inspiring things by small battles that they don't think is that important. Choosing to live when you want to die is important. Choosing life over pills or injections or smoking something or drinking something. Choosing a life over that is important. It's inspiring. There's a line from a show called Doctor Who. It says 900 years of time and space and I've never met anyone who wasn't important. Neither have I. I have never once met anyone that wasn't important. I have tried to learn from each and every one of the people that have come across my life. Rather they taught me a life lesson 
on trust. Maybe they taught me a life lesson on faith. Or character. Good or bad. Everybody that I've met is important. So, as I leave this episode, I just want to take some time to tell you that what started off as a therapy session for me and almost turned into a mental breakdown. I hope you guys. I hope you guys know. I hope you still like every single one of you that is listening to this show understands sometimes I'm not that far you know, people aren't that far away you can still talk to people I want you to be able to still reach out to me so for those of you you ever need need anyone find me on Facebook that's Shannon Standiford S-H-A-N-N-O-N Standiford S-T-A-N-D-I-F-O-R-D Find me on Find me on Facebook Find me on Instagram Slender and Sarcastic On Instagram Find me on Twitter Which is at Money Unhinged Shoot me a message If you need to talk if you feel the need, if you're feeling low, you need some help, you want to talk, if you, maybe you have an inspiring tale. Hell, if anything, once I figure, once I actually take the damn time to figure out how to record with people being on the phone, maybe we can get your story told. Because everybody has a story every story is important every story can inspire somebody else I've been told a couple times that my story has inspired people my words have have brought healing and uh, inspiration to them And while I've never really been one to uh, take compliments very well, it is very it is an odd feeling and a very amazing feeling to find out that stuff that I say or do can inspire somebody. Words. Never let anyone tell you that words and ideas cannot change the world. Dead Poets Society. To me, whenever I hear that statement, I'm not thinking large scale. I'm thinking smaller scale. Words and ideas can change the world. Your ideas, your words, they can change somebody's world family member, a friend, or a stranger. Go be the change. Because at the end of the day, 
And that's that's what we that's what we need more in this life. We need more positive people. We need more love. We don't. There's there's too much anger and there's too much hatred going on in the world. Be the change. I'm Shannon Stanford, and thank you for this long-awaited episode of In Your Head, Shannon Stanford. Be well. So, most people don't know this, but I'm a published poet. Uh, I've won a few awards, but that's not the point. Um, so, in late January, I wrote this poem, uh, and I thought to myself, it was at the time it was because I was I'm in, helping out with this uh, uh, Facebook group uh, that deal deals with mental health. Uh, but I feel like today is a good good time for me to like read it out loud for the world it's called better together by shannon stanford you are not alone this is not the end we are here for you to fight and defend your darkest night and your brightest day when all you can do is cry when you have nothing to say keep holding on for we are always here to laugh, to cry, and to love, with no chance to disappear. When the sun starts to shine, when the dead of night embraces, we will be there for you to fight your fight and run your races. We stand together, we fight as one. We never leave a member down, the family's here even after you've won. Through blood and tears, we will make each other better. For you are no longer alone. We are in this together. Now, I wrote that. And that last line we hear a lot now these days. About how we're all in this together. And we hear it from people that we will probably never meet. Unless we pay hundreds of dollars to meet them. But we are in this together. You know, the regular people. The ones that don't have millions of dollars. Thousands upon millions following us on social media. We can't help each other. So if you know someone that's struggling with all this, whether it's mentally, financially, um, emotionally, or whatever, help help people out. Help them, you know, local, you know, donate to local food banks. Like, um, go shopping for people that can't get out or uh, are too scared to get out. Do whatever you can to help people right now, and in just in general helping people is is a good thing and every single one of you are are amazing people so if you can help somebody 
help helpful. And if you need help, don't hesitate to, to reach out and help somebody. If you're having a problem with all this, there are, uh, there are so many like avenues that you can reach out to people on. Reach out to me. There's people on uh, social media that you can reach out to, or maybe even a trained professional. But one way or another, we are all in this together. Because like the poem said, we are all better together. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you one more time for letting me be in your head. I'm Shannon Stanford. Good day.